everybody, 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 welcome to the Rainy Day Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today, Tuesday, January 10th of 2017. As always, I am your host, Dayton Brown. Find us on iTunes, YouTube, and SoundCloud just by searching Rainy Day Podcast. If you have any questions, tweet us at Rainy Day Podcast. Let's get right into what everybody has been talking about and what everybody should be talking about. The Clemson Tigers are your 2017 NCAA National Football Champions. That game last night, obviously an instant classic. Rarely do you ever get a game that has so much hype and so much potential to be great. Very rarely do you get a game that ends up playing out and matching that hype. And even more rarely, you get a game that exceeds the expectations and the hype. And that's exactly what happened last night. The last game that I can remember where that happened was obviously USC, Texas, which a lot of people are comparing this game to. I think obviously that game had a little bit more historical impact. I think that game is is going to be a lot more, I guess, in the history books is going to be a lot more famous than the game that happened last night. But last night's game. Oh, man. I am so glad it turned out the way it did. I was hoping for an overtime. I was hoping Alabama would have held them to a field goal and just had like a great goal line stand and held Clemson to a field goal to force overtime. But either way, I'm glad that it was just an amazing game. I doubted Clemson, not only at the beginning of this game, but at the beginning of the season uh, when they struggled against Troy, when they struggled against North Carolina State, and they obviously had a loss coming into this game. Alabama was undefeated, but Early in the game, Clemson really couldn't get a rhythm, and it was because of the Alabama defense, because of Jonathan Allen, because Bo Scarborough was scoring very well, and he was just running the ball lights out against that Clemson defense, and that kind of gave Alabama a lot of momentum on both sides of the ball. But then Bo Scarborough goes down, Alabama isn't able to sustain drives, and you got to give credit to Clemson. you got to give credit to Dabo Sweeney, and of course, Deshaun Watson, Mike Williams, that great offense. And then that defense ended up finding itself. They ended up blocking down, especially when Scarborough went to the locker room. And it's interesting to see Clemson kind of crawl their way and find a way to not only win, but a come from behind victory against one of the greatest college football teams of all time. That is very impressive on the biggest stage. This was Deshaun Watson's moment to shine. And this was Alabama's game to lose. And and both of those things happened. So hats off to Clemson. Hats off to Deshaun Watson. A tremendous career. Wish he would have won a Heisman. He was close two years in a row. And uh, he was close last year in the national championship game as well. Ended up losing that. But glad he got a ring to go with his amazing career. Excited to see what he'll do in the NFL. And this wraps up a really great college football season. Um, I had predicted Alabama to win it all, and I had predicted them to win this game as well. But Clemson had it in them. Like I said, you got to find a way to win in college football. You got to find a way to win, and they did. And like I said, hats off to that entire team, especially Sweeney and Watson. Excited to see what they have next coming up in the next few seasons obviously Watson is foregoing his senior year and going into the NFL he might be the number one overall pick he might go to the Browns not sure I I think that he'll be a top five pick unless something drastic happens so um
let's get into some NFL football. Obviously, the second biggest storyline going on right now. The games that happened over the weekend weren't as exciting as everybody was expecting. Uh, I mean, nobody really expected much out of the Oakland Houston game. Nobody really expected too much out of the Miami Pittsburgh game. But all four of those games were kind of weak. Seattle cruised to a victory over Detroit. They won 26 to 6. They, they they just handled them on all aspects of the football. They just handled them at all aspects of the game. They they won the line of scrimmage. Uh, Russell Wilson was able to play very well. Seattle's defense contained Matthew Stafford. That core receiver group for Detroit is kind of not as strong as people I think know. If I think if they had Calvin Johnson, they would have been obviously a much better team, and I think that they would have had an easier game. But uh, Stafford didn't really have anybody to throw it to other than Tate, and you obviously don't have a playmaker with Abdullah out. So you know Detroit was just kind of caught in this, you know, leeway of there's there's not much we can do, especially against this great defense. So Seattle will head to Atlanta uh, on Thursday. I'll have my divisional round playoff uh previews and i'll let you know what i think about that matchup i'm very excited for it uh the texans and the raiders raiders have such bad luck and they have ever since they went to the super bowl they finally get to the playoffs but their starting quarterback is out their mvp starting quarterback is out and it obviously showed how valuable Derek Carr was because they lost 27 to 14 against a Texans team who also had quarterback questions coming into this game. Brock Osweiler stepped up. It was great to see Osweiler play very well against a fairly good Oakland defense. But Osweiler hadn't played well at all during the regular season, but he was able to step up when it was important. And I am excited for the Raiders in the future, though. I think that they have a very, very good team, and they could have made a Super Bowl run had Derek Carr been healthy. But Texans win. They advance. They played very well. Jadavion Clowney obviously had that interception at the beginning of the game, and he's kind of proving himself. I think he improved this season, especially with J.J. Watt out. He was kind of able to shine a little bit more. So it was impressive to see him play pretty well. And... They're going to play the Patriots, and that is going to be very tough for them. I, I don't see them winning. Who knows, though? You know, it, it could be a playoff miracle. That could be the biggest upset ever, but I see the Patriots kind of handling them pretty easily. Again, I'll go into depth about that on Thursday. Be sure to tune in. But, yeah, shout-out to the Houston Texans winning another playoff game. Steelers and Dolphins, ah, man, boring. Dolphins, uh, somehow they made the playoffs this year. Uh, they had a good string of games. Again, starting quarterback was out, Ryan Tannehill. He, he was hurt. He wasn't able to play. And I, he was the most important piece to them winning those games, even though I thought that their record was kind of a fluke. I don't think that the team matched with the record. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, though, this team is on fire. I think that they are the most they, – they are the team with the most – motivation and the most the Pittsburgh Steelers are the team with the most momentum 
other than the Green Bay Packers, who I'll get to in a second. But yeah, the, the Steelers, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell each had two touchdowns apiece. They're explosive. They are fast. They are two of the best at each of their positions. Fantastic to see. And the defense was lights out for the Steelers. They they played aggressive. They played fast. They had a couple of, I guess you could call them cheap shots. They were kind of unnecessary, uh, but they handled Matt Moore very well. They knew that Matt Moore wasn't that good of a quarterback. So if we put some pressure on him, especially in a playoff game, he's going to crumble, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, Big Ben did hurt his ankle. But I think he'll be okay. Uh, he, again, he he's almost like superhuman. He can handle injuries like a pro. It's it's incredible to see that. Um, a a storyline to come after the game was Joey Porter's arrest. He is now put on a leave of absence. I don't think that will affect the Steelers at all, really. Uh, it happened the night after the game had ended. If it would have happened later on in the week, I think it would have been a huge problem. But right now, I think it's just kind of... Who knows what will happen, but let's just forget about it. Focus on the Kansas City Chiefs. For them, I think that they'll be okay. That game will be very interesting. That might be the closest matchup. I'm not saying it's the best matchup, but I think it's like the closest matchup. Again, I'll get into that on Thursday. And finally, the last game, the game that we all thought was going to be the best and the closest Packers Giants ended up being one of the biggest blowouts of the weekend. Uh, Packers won 38 to 13. Giants looked all out of sorts. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had a really sloppy game. You can't blame it on the boat incident, which I don't think should have even been a story. I think that he had playoff jitters. I think he was nervous. Uh, again, the weather was five degrees over there at Lambeau Field. So obviously that was a factor, but you got to look at yourself if you're Odell Beckham and say hey I I think he's already doing this but hey that boat incident had nothing to do with it I need to look past this and I I really think that it was just playoff jitters and obviously the the weather condition that hurt Odell Beckham I don't think had anything to do with what he did on the Monday before the game so but Packers Aaron Rodgers had another Hail Mary. He had a great performance. Again, the Packers are the team who is most on fire right now, and Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback with the most momentum. And so they are a scary, scary team right now. And I am really, really excited to see them play Dallas. That's going to be a really interesting game. And again, Dallas is worse at home than they are away. So we'll see how Green Bay does it. We'll see if Green Bay can find a groove and defeat this very, very good Dallas Cowboy team. Uh, the X Factor is obviously going to be stopping the run. I'll get to that again on Thursday. Be sure to tune in. Let's go into NBA basketball. Uh, the Portland Trail Blazers obviously kind of struggling this year, a little bit disappointing. However, they found a little bit of a groove. They're winning a couple games here and there. They're looking better defensively, but I think that they need to add a piece, and that gets me into the trade that I think that they need to make, which would be for either Nerlens Noel or Tyson Chandler. It all depends on what we would give up. Uh, there are rumors that the Tyson Chandler deal is gaining a lot of momentum for the Trailblazers. I think... We should trade for Chandler only if we give up one first round pick and a guy like Myers Leonard or stop there. Let's just stop there. Myers Leonard and a first round pick 
or one of the other for Tyson Chandler. I don't think he's that valuable. Again, he's 34, but he's playing very well. I think he averages 11 rebounds per game and 27 minutes played. He's also an enforcer, obviously on the defensive side and just overall his personality. He's he's a great guy, but on the court, he is an enforcer. He'll let you know what's up. And I love that. I think that Portland needs that kind of edge. I think he would fit into the lineup fairly well. It would take some time to adjust, obviously, but I think that he would fit in and provide a spark for us defensively and provide some backbone uh, for sure. The other trade that I would like to see is Nerland's Noel. I originally wanted Paul Millsap, but he is off the trade market and he he's uh, he's off the block. So Nerland's Noel, young guy. He's had a couple of injuries, but uh, he, he's he's playing fairly well. Hasn't been injured in a while. Young, fast for his size. He's also quick. He's an agile power forward center combination. It's great. You don't see guys like that often. A little bit small, but again, that factors into how agile and, and quick he is. He's he's also great defensively. We would have to give up a little bit more because he is younger. He's on a good contract and he's has more potential a better player than Chandler so um, for Noel I would actually like to give up Leonard Turner and two two first round picks for New Orleans Noel if um, Philadelphia wants Evan Turner back if not I'm okay with throwing Alan Crabb in there but I would do Leonard Crabb and only one first round pick for that that's what I'd like to do uh, the other possibility is Andrew Bogut which again injury pro, pro, no excuse me uh, Andrew Bogut another injury prone guy he hasn't been playing to I mean he he's a role player for sure and if if we got him we would we would be able to get him for cheap just because he is a role player but I if we could get Noel or Chandler I'd much rather have them I guess Bogut would be kind of the third option just to, it, it all depends on what we would have to give up because I don't want to blow the team up just for a defensive center um, and we'll see. A lot of people are saying that we might have to trade CJ McCollum to get Nerlens Noel, which I would n- obviously not want to do. I want to keep CJ McCollum, even though his defense isn't that good. It's it's borderline awful, honestly. But I, I want to keep him. Him and Dame, great offensive duo. I, I just don't see us wanting to or needing to trade him. If if our team is that bad, then. Would, I, 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 I honestly just can't I, I, Sorry I'm like st- I, I just can't see us trading CJ McCollum I just don't see it the, I can't put it into words How we would ever find a way To trade CJ or like find a reason to trade him uh, e- Even if our defense was like The worst in the league Like the literal worst in the league Because of CJ McCollum I still don't see how we would trade him That's how good he is on offense So I, I just don't see us trading CJ Options are kind of low Cavs did get Kyle Korver Which I think is kind of a cheat code for them I love it though Fantastic trade They got him for cheap Hawks looked to seem like they were trying to blow the team up You know trade away some stuff But they, they took Millsap off the market Kyle Korver is going to fit into that Scheme for the Cavaliers very well LeBron's going to drive down the lane kick it out to him Same with Kyrie while J.R. Smith is obviously Out and then once Smith comes back and is healthy It's going to be two guys that you can kick out to the Corner and teams aren't going to know what to do So shout out to the Cavs for making that very very Smart trade We can talk about the NBA Western Conference On Thursday just because it's kind Of changing I originally wanted to say That it's kind of split into three Different sections so seeds one through three are the top dogs four through seven are the contenders and then eight through 15 are the guys who are barely hanging on and it's apparent because one through three are very close i believe right now it's the warriors the spurs 
and one other team and then four through seven is a few games behind them and then eight through 15 is a few games behind the four through sevens and obviously that makes them pretty far behind the one through three so it's kind of split into three different sections right now it could all change even before a little bit after the all-star break we'll see what turns out but i'll go more in depth on that on thursday just because who knows even in the next couple days it could change a little bit so as far as my mvp right now james harden is my mvp he is playing fantastic oh he that's right the houston rockets are the third seed so it's number one warriors number two spurs number three rockets and then everybody else behind them is just kind of in their own different group james harden is playing fantastic in his first year as a point guard i think that he always should have been a point guard um but he he's tremendous at passing now he's improved that obviously uh and he's lengthy he's tall so he's able to get rebounds very well he's a triple double machine so is russell westbrook who i think would be my second vote for mvp right now uh he's playing great you obviously have lebron james in the mix as well but shout out to both of those guys james harden russell westbrook for getting so many triple doubles very impressive to see them Giannis antetokounmpo is also getting some triple doubles and he's he's playing a little bit better i think he'll be an all-star starter which will be cool to see from milwaukee that they haven't had an all-star starter in a long time they haven't had a guy to celebrate for in in a long time and Giannis is stepping into that role um again thank you guys so much for tuning in today that's all the time i have a little bit shorter than usual i like to keep it around under 20 minutes um so again thank you so much for listening be sure sure to tune in on thursday when i talk more in depth about the nfl divisional round matchups coming up and obviously the nba race to the playoffs Uh, i guess race to the all-star break playoffs aren't close enough to have a race yet i guess and be sure to tweet us at rainy day podcast find us on itunes soundcloud and youtube just by searching rainy day podcast thank you guys so much again for listening and i will see you soon don't forget to stay dry 